Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. As always, uh, streaming live Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Shane Carter put out, put, put together a, a good article called What We Know the Dallas Cowboys Will Do in the NFL Draft. So a, a little bit of a fun preview there. You can check it out on the website. And guys, let's talk about the win projections over in the betting world because they always give you a good idea as to what the market's perception is for every team in the NFL. And I was low-key surprised about the Dallas Cowboys number. We will get to it in a few moments here. And we will talk about why the Cowboys are still expected to be a strong team in 2022. So a little bit maybe of, of, of a more optimistic show on primetime. And I think we need more of that because the offseason – Usually gets the fan base a little bit tired with the way the Cowboys do things. Uh, every team is different. The Cowboys are still going with their approach to team building. That will not change. They have added only two external free agents in the first two weeks of free agency. So that's just the way it goes sometimes in Dallas. So today, maybe we'll turn the page once again and we will approach things in a little bit more of a positive note. So, the betting world put out the projected win totals. We will take a look at some of the numbers from DraftKings. And the Dallas Cowboys over-under, the projected win total for the Dallas Cowboys is at 10.5. They're coming off from a 12-win season before the season last year. The projection for the Cowboys was 9.5. And at the time we discussed that number, we thought it was a little bit low. Now it's a bit higher, 10.5 for the Cowboys. So the question, the mandatory question for you guys in the chat is, are the Cowboys winning over or under 10 and a half games. That is the number that you are going to get in most sports books right now. So let me know in the chat whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Are you taking the over or are you taking the under? While you give me your answers, and before I give you mine, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. It's a new week, so we have a new ride of the week, and this time is the Mazda. CX-5 2.5S, the 2022 edition. That is the ride of the week. As just about every vehicle we have covered in this segment, it's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, game-changing backup camera, heated seats, adaptive cruise control, and this is the one that's special when it comes to the CX-5 2.5S. It comes with a Wi-Fi hotspot. Just Think about how useful that can be. It's got a Wi-Fi hotspot starting at $29,125. You can check it out over at FreemanMazda.net. 
family-owned business for over 65 years. Check it out on their website. Now, let's see some of your answers. Over under 10 and a half wins for the Dallas Cowboys. Lumen, who is approaching this as a Titans fan, so unbiased, he says under. Danny Savage, essentially taking the under by saying the Cowboys will win nine. Steve Miller, Going with the undefeated record over at Facebook. The one thing that is wrong about your prediction, Steve, right off the bat, however, is that we, we are doing 17 game seasons now. 17 games. So, or maybe Steve is throwing a tie in there. Uh, Gilbert says, over, uh, well, yes, I'm guessing he's, he's going with the over. Uh, Taylor goes with the over. Samuel, over. Uh, Dallas Young, over. Todd Murray says 11 and 6. Gregory raising the stakes, saying over 11 games. So give, give him, give him the, the better odds on that number. Burner account says already put money on the under. When was the last time we had repeated success season to season? One of the major concerns, maybe for 2022. Under for Charlene Evans. Here's my answer. And I see the majority answers are on the over side of things. Ryan Doyle says, my answer will be revealed after the NFL draft on April 28th to 30. Now, maybe we'll revisit this topic after the NFL draft. Here's one thing that I would point out, though. How many rookies have make enough of an impact to really change that? And, and you know, you're... It's ironic because we're coming off a season in which the Dallas Cowboys had a candidate for defensive player of the year, had the defensive rookie of the year. So to us, it's very fresh that any rookie can be a game changer for any season. And Micah Parsons was just that for the Cowboys last year. However, more often than not, especially when you're picking 24th, obviously the draft will matter in year one. But usually, I don't think it will impact as much. Where, where am I on, on my expectations for the Cowboys, right? I think that would be a fair concern to point out. I will go with the over. Ten and a half. We've looked at their opponents before. That is maybe the major reason why I'm going with the over. Still don't have a lot of faith in the rest of the division. I don't think that the Giants, Commanders, and the Eagles are really going to pose that much of a threat for the Dallas Cowboys. You've got games versus the Lions, versus the Jaguars, Texans. I feel confident about the Cowboys' schedule. And, hey, they are facing the two teams that were in the Super Bowl last season. But still, I am taking the over right now, 10 and a half. Maybe it's a high number, but I am taking the, the over on this one surprising however to me that the cowboys are have been you know labeled with this number because if you take a look at the rest of the nfc and i will show you in the screen right now the number for the cowboys is 10 and a half the favorite in the nfc in terms of most wins are the Tampa Bay Bucks? They're at 11 and a half, the Packers at 11, and then you have the Rams at 10 and a half, which was maybe a little bit surprising given that they're the Super Bowl champions. But you gotta take a look at the division for it to be even 
clear. The Rams are going to be playing the 49ers and the Cardinals, which is definitely not the same as playing in the NFC East. So maybe that's why the Rams are on the lower side of things, considering, I mean, relatively considering they were just the champions. Damon Davis says, hey, Mauricio, Bobby Wagner left LA and Baltimore with no contract. Come on, Stephen, get your head out of your, and then, you know, the rest of the comment will be censored. But hey, he did leave without a contract. I'm not getting your hopes up. I will not do that on prime time. But Bobby Wagner, still available, the veteran linebacker who could be a huge addition to the Cowboys defense. You guys know my policy when it comes to Bobby Wagner on prime time, we are not getting our hopes up. Soft schedule, says Michael H. And maybe that has to, to do with the Cowboys number being at 10 and a half. I have not looked at, and we will at some point, maybe this week, I have not looked at where the Cowboys rank in strength of schedule based on these new projected win totals, which is the way that I like to evaluate strength of schedule because I think it's a more accurate reflection about what the teams are going to be as opposed to the win-loss record from last year. But based on that model, uh, if you take a look at win, wins and losses from last season, the Cowboys are literally tied for the easiest schedule in the NFL. And that has to do with the fact that you're playing the, the Lions and the Jaguars and the rest of the NFC East. Now, I have one question for you guys that I think is it's going to become the, the maybe the central point of this episode. What's the one reason, if you had to point towards one and only one, what is the one reason to remain optimistic about the 2022 Cowboys? Listen, I think we've healed by now. We're not thinking about that playoff loss versus the 49ers. We know that the Cowboys are not going to make any major change to the coaching staff. Bringing in Schottenheimer certainly does not count as a major change. I'm kidding. Uh, and now we're seeing the way the Cowboys have approached the offseason. We know that there will not be this super big free agent signing or anything of the sort. So what is the one reason to remain optimistic about the 2022 Cowboys. Joel Wilson says, Michael Parsons, the same answer that we got over at YouTube, says Asmodeus, Michael Parsons. Dallas Jung says, we playing the AFC South this year. Imagine playing the AFC West this year. That was a bullet the Cowboys dodged one year apart. Uh, you know, last year, the Cowboys did play the AFC West. But back then, it did not have Devante Adams in Las Vegas. It did not have Russell Wilson in Denver and a revamped Chargers defense. So, hey, good for the Cowboys. And the AFC South, low-key, it's going to either be a little bit of... It's going to be a surprise. That's, that's where I stand when it comes to the AFC South. What I cannot figure out is if it's going to be tougher than we expect it to be with Trevor Lawrence on his second year, 
with the additions that they've made in free agency and the fact that Urban Meyer is no longer in Jacksonville. But the Jaguars might be a low-key, tough team to beat if Trevor Lawrence starts balling out. Matt Ryan with the Colts definitely sounds scary. In my opinion, the Titans, we don't know for sure how good they're going to be yet. But yeah, the, the AFC South, I think it's either going to surprise us by how good they are or it's going to be a surprisingly bad division. Craig Lackford says, do you have any clue what you're talking about? More or less, Craig, more or less. <laughs> a shout out to Craig says, we will not even win the division. Whew. Dak says Todd Murray. That is his one reason to remain optimistic about the Cowboys in 2022. And that is my reason as well. Listen, the Cowboys offense, I'm concerned about it. Wide receiver Amari Cooper no longer with the team. That will be a major blow to the offense. You guys know that I liked Lyle Collins better than Terrence Steele. But the one reason why I still have some faith on the Cowboys pass offense is the fact that I still believe they have a one of the top quarterbacks in the conference, Dak Prescott. I think he still has that ability to maybe elevate the, the Cowboys offense, right? And that is going to be one of the biggest questions of the year. Can Dak Prescott, now that he has no Amari Cooper, can he, alongside CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup, improve the Cowboys production in 2022? And that could happen based on quarterback play, even after taking away the weapons that the Cowboys front office has so far. So that is my one reason for sure. Dak Prescott working with uh, Kellen Moore for a third season, that is one of the biggest question marks as well. How many improvements will we see from Kellen Moore this year? But if they hit it off, like they were doing in the first half of the year. That's the reason why. That's the reason why I'm still optimistic about the 2022 Cowboys. Now, Oscar Herrera says, you are giving Dak too much credit. Dak numbers versus good teams are bad. However, that's kind of been, that's kind of been disproven before, right? Like, sure, the Cowboys have had their struggles versus top teams. But I've always pointed towards... Uh, a lot of top quarterbacks' records versus bad teams. And even Matthew Stafford is a great example who just ended up winning the Super Bowl with, with the Rams. I don't know, and, and I've always admitted that I don't know if, I, if we should believe that Dak Prescott's major issue in 2021 was the calf injury because I had my doubts that it was. But even if it wasn't, I still am betting on Dak Prescott bouncing back in 2022 because we have seen how good he can be. We even saw it in the first half of the season in 2021. And Taylor Washington, exactly. This is what I mean with the numbers being disproven. Everyone's numbers versus winning teams is bad. Maybe the one exception is the GOAT Tom Brady, right? Even when you take a look at win-loss record, which I strongly believe it's not a quarterback stat. You see that just about every team struggles against winning teams. And the one example that I always point toward 
is the latest Super Bowl champions. For example, I don't know what the record was for the Rams that just happened, but for example, the 2020 Buccaneers, they ended up with a losing record in the regular season versus winning teams, and they still were Super Bowl champions. I think a year before that, the Kansas City Chiefs, they went three and three versus winning teams in the, in the regular season. They won the Super Bowl. So it's just logical that you're going to struggle more versus good teams. That is the way the NFL works. That's why we love the NFL. It's maybe one of the most competitive leagues in the world. I disagree with Robert, for example, on this one. Dak is not confident in his accuracy, and it shows. I, I will disagree with that one. And we have seen Dak Prescott, even on the deep throws, we have seen him rank among the highest quarterbacks. I think since 2020, he's the best quarterback in success rate in passes thrown beyond 20 yards. That's not a quarterback that's not confident on his accuracy, in my opinion. That's a quarterback that's plenty confident. That's why they're winning teams. This is Taylor Washington. Yeah, it really is not that hard, right? In my opinion. My question, oh, come on. It's not all luck. <laughs> you don't go, if, if we were talking about a two-week span, in which you're leading the NFL in such a stat, all right, if you want to say it's luck, I'll take that. If we're talking about a two-week span or even a five-week span, but if we're talking about two seasons, I don't know that it's all luck. And we have seen Dak Prescott being a quality, deep passer in the NFL in the last three, three to four years. Scout them, scout about them, Cowboys says it's a consistency issue. And with that, I might agree, especially because in the second half of last year, the Cowboys were really, really struggling with consistency on the side of offense. And part of it was Dak Prescott, for sure. I also think the concern about whether or not the Cowboys have a number one wide receiver is quite fair. But then again... I'm betting on Dak Prescott to make it work. Looks like it's going to be CeeDee Lamb. And it looks like everyone knows it on the Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott recently talked to the press. And you look at his quotes. And it, it clearly sounds like the plan is for CeeDee Lamb to be the number one. As opposed to Michael Gallup. Which is not a surprise at all. But I didn't know if the Cowboys were going to approach that question. Or that vacancy as a, you know, open competition to be the number one wide receiver or if they were going to be very vocal about the fact that they're betting on CeeDee Lamb to be that guy and to, to arise as such. Now, another reason to remain optimistic about the Dallas Cowboys in 2022, definitely it's the division. I don't want to sound like, oh, yeah, the Cowboys are only good because of the division in which they play because that's not what I mean at all. But the Cowboys... Not heavy favorites, but clearly the favorites, especially when you take a look at the other team's odds to win the division. The Eagles at plus 350, the Commanders at plus 400, and the Giants at plus 650. The Cowboys, meanwhile, on, on the negative side of things, the favorite side of things, minus 115, according to DraftKings. 
I think, and I will pose this question as well for the chat, who will pose a threat, the, major, the biggest threat within the division for the Cowboys? That's the question for you guys. And by the way, do me a favor, smash the like button, share the show if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We are live Sunday through Thursday at 8 p.m. Central. And tomorrow night, we've got Cowboy Safety Israel Mukwamu joining the show. Early answers, uh, both for the Eagles. Corey Elliott says the Commanders. Craig goes with Eagles. Charlene Evans also going with the Commanders. Emmanuel Joseph, Commanders and Eagles have both gotten better. So we can, we can dismiss the New York Giants, right? I think they're still away from being a true contender within the division. They still have a lot of vacancies. We don't know what to expect from Daniel Jones with Brian DeVol. But it does sound like the Giants are betting on Daniel Jones. John Mara, the owner, has been backing him publicly with multiple statements. Accepting the blame that they have put Daniel Jones on tough situations. So it doesn't sound like the Giants are moving on from Daniel Jones in 2022. Although, you know, you never know with teams. They say all kind of stuff publicly only to do otherwise when it comes to, when it comes to, to the time of making the, the decision. But I think Jones will get the vote of confidence for this season. We can rule out the Giants maybe in this question. It comes down to the Eagles and the Commanders, right? Seems like it. And the thing about the commies, Tommy says, commies suck every year. Nothing will change. The thing about it is how much of an upgrade is Carson Wentz over, over Taylor Heineke? Because Carson has shown us what he can do, but also it's been years of bad play from Carson Wentz. Forget about him being average. Carson Wentz has been a troublesome quarterback for the Colts, for the Eagles, and there is a reason why he lasted so little in Indianapolis. I still think it's an upgrade. Corey says it's, an, it's a big upgrade. I don't know how big it is. Because the thing with Carson Wentz is, I think he's been in better situations than the one he will find himself in, in Washington. Clemente Espinosa says, what's Dak's win-loss record in the division? Oh, it's, it's a very positive record. Uh, I don't remember the number. If anyone can find it real quick and want to, to let us know, uh, make sure to do so. But Dak, Dak, in terms of wins and losses, although it's not a quarterback stat, uh, Dak has a dominant record versus the NFC East. John says, Wentz with Frank Reich is good. Wentz without Frank Reich is bad. And listen, I don't disagree with John. But also, even with Frank Reich, we saw him struggle last year. All the Colts had to do to get into the playoffs was beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in Week 18. And a big reason why they lost was Carson Wentz. The way that he turns the ball over is just is really a problem for Carson Wentz. So I will go with the Eagles as my biggest threat to the Cowboys in the NFC East. They're the second favorite to win the division. They have 
strong play in the trenches. Once again, in my opinion, they will have a decent offensive line, decent defensive line. Uh, we know that Jason Kelsey, for example, is going to be back. Fletcher Cox also, we thought he was going to be gone, but a defensive tackle ended up re-signing with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, we've seen the potential there. I don't know if he will fulfill his goals or not, but we've seen that. I, I'm confident saying that Jalen Hurts might be the second best quarterback in the division as opposed to Carson Wentz. Prescott, clearly the best one in the division. And I don't think that's even up to debate. I mean, some people will want to debate it, but that's just the way it goes. Uh, Chalk says, Dak couldn't was reading defenses. All right, that, that one is a big one in which I disagree with. Uh, and, it, and it's funny because a lot of X and O's expert in the league, uh, former players, former coaches, have always recognized and acknowledged Dak Prescott's ability to read defenses, particularly before the snap. There were some issues with this last year. I will, I will admit to that. There were some issues last year with the mocked up linebackers, the looks that they were giving Dak Prescott with simulated pressures, showing blitz, and then just rushing with four, like the Cardinals game, which was really difficult to watch. But I think Dak will not have problems reading defenses. And I think that's not really a big pro uh, negative on his game. Is there a stat that shows how many times a quarterback audibles on place? If so, where did Dak rank? I don't think there is. And if there was, there would be difficult to trust. Because a lot of the times, you don't know if it's an actual audible or if it's just a check or if it's a kill maybe i don't know that someone measures audibles called and i don't know that they would be you know uh insightful if someone did measure them but i will look into it in, in case someone does measure it they measure everything this in this era so i will look into it but anyways I will go with the Eagles to be the, the biggest threat for the Cowboys. But anyways, before we move on to the final topic of the show, I will show you once again the win totals for some of these best teams in the NFC. And I will pose this question for the chat. Who's your early NFC favorite for the Super Bowl? For a moment, it seemed like the NFC was going to be wide open. Because we thought Tom Brady was retiring. We thought that maybe Aaron Rodgers was not going to be in Green Bay. But both quarterbacks are back. The Rams are the defending champions. The 49ers are ranked as a higher contender than the Cowboys. Actually, if you take a look at DraftKings, the 49ers are favorites over the Cowboys to win the conference. Burner account goes with the Rams. Charlene Evans also goes with the Rams. Clay Cup Rams. T-Mac. Everyone going with the defending Super Bowl champions. I like it. I will also go with the Rams. It's kind of funny to me that they're not the favorites, by the way. Todd Murray goes with the Bucs, and they're actually the favorite to, to win the NFC. 
Anthony says the NFC is trash. I wouldn't say they're trash, but your top two Super Bowl candidates are in the other conference, in the AFC, the Chiefs and the Bills, even without Tyreek Hill. I will go with the Rams, and then a close runner-up to me would be the Tampa Bay Bucks. I don't want to rank the Packers in the top two. I don't see how you can... You can get them out of your top three. That, to me, is impossible. I think it's one. It's these three teams in some sort of order. So I will go with Rams at one, the Buccaneers at two, and the Packers at three. The reason why I'm taking the Rams as my NFC favorite is that we kind of, we, we kind of ignored the fact that they were one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL throughout the entire season. They had that streak in which they started losing towards the middle of the year in 2021. But they were all throughout one of the best offenses in the league. You have the playmakers on defense. You have Ramsey. You have Aaron Donald. And I think that Matthew Stafford, second year with Sean McVay, things are going to be even better for them. And they're still adding talent too. So I will go with the Rams. I think the Sean McVay right now, one of the best coaches in the NFL for sure. Uh, one would imagine that the Cal Shanahan regular season streak, at least, will not continue after the Rams beat them in the NFC Championship game. I will go with the Rams. Just feels like they always have an answer in the coaching side of things, and I think that will that would be the, the different the difference maker. Richard Stanley, however, says the NFC is indeed wide open, even after the even after the return of Tom Brady and the confirmation that Aaron Rodgers is going to remain a Packer. I don't think it's wide open. I don't think it's wide open. I think those three teams still look like they're one step ahead of the rest of the teams in the NFC. Cowboys, though, if they fix their offensive issues. I do believe this. I do believe that if the Cowboys are going to contend in 2022, it will be up to the offense. And I don't mean that the defense will not be good. I just think the difference maker needs to be the offense, in my opinion. We cannot have what the Cowboys had going on in the second half of 2021. You need to pair that with the... You need to pair your productive defense that you now have one of the best that you've had in years, according to the numbers, you need to pair that up with a high-powered offense. Now, before we leave tonight, Stefan Dix, Trevon Dix have steered the pot in Cowboy social media. When Trevon Dix tweeted out, out of nowhere, I've always wanted to play on the same team as my brother. And then he added, 14 to Dallas would be fire. A lot of people have made a lot out of this. Listen, this is not happening. This is just Trevon Diggs having some fun on social media. It would be fire, as Trevon Diggs is saying, uh, but I think he's just having fun on his Twitter. And don't fall for reports or anything like that, fake reports, that this is something. This is just Trevon Diggs having some fun on Twitter. Because you know what? He and his brother are in the NFL, so why not have some fun on social media? I'm all for it. 
just wanted to just wanted to uh, bring the topic up because I know it's on the minds of a lot of Cowboys fans. I will say, I will say that even even though the Cowboys are not going to make this happen, it isn't that impossible, I believe, from a financial standpoint. And if you take a look at Stefan Diggs' contract situation over at OverTheCap.com, he's got a 17.9 cap number for 2022. Um, but you can restructure about $6 million of that. Now, again, not happening. But still, we needed to talk about some some way or somehow. Burner account says, Mo, are you going to the Cap Bowl parade? Listen, the Cowboys are not even winning that, I believe, anymore. Because the Cowboys, for a moment, they were uh, at the uh, near the top of the NFL in terms of cap space. Now they're all the way towards the middle, more or less, with $15.7 million. We still are looking forward to knowing what they will do with that available cap space. I've talked about this before, and we, and we had an entire show about it. To me, it could come down to several things, mainly a Dalton Schultz long-term extension. If you want to go down that road, I don't know that they do want to. Uh, I still think the Cowboys would be smart if they don't reach a long-term deal with Dalton Schultz, especially if you draft one uh, that you like, if you draft a tight end that you like in April. But we'll see. That's still down the road. And most of this, they can carry over to next year. I know some people will say, yeah, but draft picks, are, uh, you, need, you, you still need to take care about draft kick, uh, picks, provisions, things like that. But remember, during the offseason, you have this top 51 rule, which is that the players that occupy the highest cap space, like with the highest cap numbers, the 51 on your roster, are the ones that count towards your off-season salary cap. So it's not like it changes a lot even after the NFL draft. But anyways, anyways, moving on. Hey, thank you to JJN saying, I may subscribe. I like your attitude. Thank you to JJ. Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas. We have... 10 shows per week, so it's fun. We have five shows at night, which is primetime with myself. And we have also a daily morning show with Skywalker still. So welcome to ADC Sports Dallas. And anyways, before I leave you tonight, put your alarm clocks on. 8 p.m. Central tomorrow night. We are having Dallas Cowboys defensive back Israel Mukwamu on the show. Super excited to talk to him. He had a very fun preseason last uh, year. He was a core special teamer for the Dallas Cowboys, and he will likely be fighting for more playing time in 2022. So it's going to be an exciting conversation with him. We'll talk about uh, Dan Quinn. I have a question that I want to ask him about Al Harris. So tune in tomorrow night. We're going to have Cowboy defensive back Israel Mukwamu on the show. Smash the like button, share the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As every Sunday through Thursday night, check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys and Mavericks content. And I know the Mavericks season, the Mavericks season is, is really entertaining right now. Jason pointing out they won 
114 to 100 over the gas. So make sure you stay tuned for all of that. Anyways, guys, thank you so much. Hit the like button. Tomorrow night, we have Israel Mukwamu on the show. Uh, thank you to Charlene Evans, all of you guys who are always supporting the show. And I will see you tomorrow night. Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Check out their Freeman prices over at their website right off the week, the Mazda CX-5 2.5S. See you tomorrow, guys.